Hello, good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Thanks for tuning in to the Digital Marketing Podcast and Video Series, where we talk about digital marketing strategies and tactics to help grow your business. Today, I want to dive into a, a fascinating story that I came across, uh, which is about the Best Buy Media Network. You know, I've been I've talked many times uh, on the show about the idea that your company needs to think like a media company first and then leverage your products, your services and all your digital assets to really grow your business. And Best Buy is really doubling down on this concept. So the Best Buy uh, media network is a company that from what we can tell, really started up about four years ago. But within the last 18 months, they've really stepped on the gas. Um, they've actually launched um, advertising.bestbuy.com, which is the website home for uh, Best Buy Media Network. And really the whole purpose and the whole premise of this media network is for them to be able to leverage the first party data right? Because they have all of the information that's happening online, as well as the transactional data that's happening through purchases and the triple, the, the triple hat, right? The hat trick is they have the, the physical real world of a thousand locations across the U.S. and they've got behaviors that are happening in the store. So imagine when you, when you layer that data of online behavior transactional per, uh, you know transactional uh, interactions and then in-store behavior like if you layer all three of those over you've got a lot of information um, and and I think what's really interesting is the fact that they're now um, you know basically promoting the idea of hey listen we've got um, on average, 2 million daily web visitors to bestbuy.com. And during the holidays, that number spikes to nearly 20 million visitors per day. They got a lot of behaviors that are happening. They also talk about how, you know, they're really looking at sort of these, um, you know, data sets that really break down household income levels, education levels. Um, you know, age, age ranges. Um, and again, all of this information is first party data because they have their own credit company, right? You can get a Best Buy card and charge your, your um, purchases, but you have to fill out a credit application and they're able to gather that first party data. We as consumers have a Best Buy card. We put our information in, we fill out that credit application. This is real information. Now, of course, we could uh, falsify that information, but of course there's legal ramifications of that. But nevertheless, they've got a, a set of first party data, meaning it's their own data. Um, and so they're looking at that and then they're looking at, okay, here are the purchases that are made on this card. And we're looking at, you know, here's where this person lives. Here's their college degree. Here's their household income. Um, you know, they can tell a lot about, um, you know, what's happening in the digital space. They can tell what's happening in human, um, you know, spending habits. 
um, online behaviors. They can tell, you know, I mean, obviously they spend their own money advertising and promoting, um, you know, Best Buy as a brand, you know, all over the internet and driving traffic in. And so of course they're, you know, doing cookies and retargeting and all the data that comes from that information. I mean, so they, they've got a really nice setup. What's interesting is uh, also is um, they say on their uh, on their website that they reportedly had an increase of, of 40 percent um, growth in 2018 with regards to this media company. And so essentially they're selling display advertising real estate on their website, but they've got a couple other components. We're going to talk about that. They've actually got uh, six different um, media opportunities that you can um, look at. Now, again, I think they're being selective. I don't, I, I think they're wanting to, you know, maintain a strong brand when it comes to, um, you know, adver- advertisers. So they're, they're probably being very selective uh, in, in who is an advertiser on their platform. Um, nevertheless, I think that what's just brilliant about this is, you know, they're, they're essentially earning revenue on selling digital space and being able to leverage their third-party information without selling my information and your information to some other advertiser, Right. All they're saying is we've got people with these buckets, we've got people, you know, with this income level, but our personal information, you know, is not included. But we are, they are providing, you know, the 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 targeted uh, audience, uh, you know, demographics and and interest that that advertisers can can leverage in order to get in front of uh, potential buyers. So. Guys, this is a smart play, of course, right? I mean, you know, Best Buy is no dummy. Um, but I mean, think who does this sound like, right? It sounds like Amazon, right? So I think Best Buy is trying to figure out, okay, we've got 2 million to 20 million daily visitors. We got 1.5 billion interactions um, every year that are happening, whether it's, you know, uh, website visitors, uh, in-store visits, um, purchases online, you know, all of the different things. Um, they've got some really, really great opportunities and they are leveraging that. And I think that as a, you know, whether you're a small business or whether you're a regional business or a national business, if you're not thinking about the internet and you're not thinking about thinking like a, a, a media company yourself, like how can you leverage what you have you know, in order to grow your business. And this is a brilliant move by Best Buy, in my opinion, to, you know, um, create new revenue opportunities as well as, you know, create a new product stream, um, you know, for the business. So I was just, I was floored when I came across this today and, and thought it would be a great uh, sort of deep dive into, you know, thinking like a media company and how to leverage first party data. So again, we've talked about this idea that they've got, you know, all the analytics on their website from online behavior. They've got information, uh, you know, about in-store, you know, behaviors. I mean, 
And obviously, I mean, they're selling televisions and they're they're selling household equipment like washers and dryers and refrigerators. These are big ticket items, right? So, you know, the disposable income that, uh, you know, you're talking about a household income of, you know, six digits. Um, and, and you've got, you know, some, some higher education sort of thresholds there and they've got a pretty solid, um, base, you know, it's, it's not, people aren't just going in there to buy, you know, I remember back in the day, run down there and get the newest CD when it came out. Um, you know, those days are gone, but they've still remained relevant, right. With all the smart, uh, speaker devices and tablets, you know, they're, they're, uh, uh an authorized reseller of, you know, cell phone and mobile phone uh, carriers, you know, so I mean, people come into Best Buy um, to get the things in their life that connects them to the internet, right? Smart TVs. Um, I mean, just on and on and on. So I, I think this is a really interesting now. So let's dive into here are the six media opportunities. And when you, when you, when you hear these, I want you to think about your own company and your own business and what kind of opportunities might you have? Um, so number one, they have uh, basically native app units, meaning um, they have their own app, right? In, in uh, iTunes and Google Play, you can download the app. So within the app, they've got advertising units all over the place, banner ads, in-column in, in content, display ads, um, you know, dynamic ads within that platform. Um, you've got shopper funnel emails. So if you've ever made a purchase or, you know, logged into your account, you know, you can trigger a series of funnel messages or sequential messages, emails that can go to you, you know, based on your preferences that you've set up on your account. And so when they're emailing you, obviously an advertiser could have an opportunity to be part of that sequence of emails. Um, you've got in-store video. So in-store video could be you know, promotional videos running on televisions that are in the display area. You could have, you know, um, display and or items on, you know, laptop screens or, I mean, they've got in-store videos and in, in monitors and screens. I mean, all kinds of in-store uh, video opportunities. Um, and then on their website, they've got what they call the high impact takeovers, which, you know, those are those large banners that, you know, kind of fold down as you're scrolling through the page there, you've got those, uh, they've got dynamic creative, you know, which can obviously, you know, alternate in column and, and, you know, footer header, you know, all the different, uh, dynamic spaces on their website. Um, and then they've got targeted banners. So maybe you want just a specific, um, you know, section of their website, maybe it's by department, um, you know, or some of the other segments. So again, they've got native app units, shopper funnels, uh, emails, in-store videos, high impact um, takeovers, uh, dynamic creative, and then these targeted banners. Now it's interesting, you know, I, I, I told you to think about this and think about your own company. And this is something that we've worked and we do a lot of work with associations. We're based in Tallahassee, uh, which is the capital of Florida, as you know, and there's a lot of legislation and there's a lot of associations. Um, and so this is definitely a, a center where people wanna be. And so, 
know, one of the things we've talked to uh, our clients about is developing their own sort of media plan because obviously they have vendors and and people who would like to get in front of their members. And so we've helped them develop ideas about, okay, where are some opportunities in your email newsletters? Where are some of the you know opportunities inside of your blog posts that you're posting every day? Where are some of your social media takeover you know content or shout outs? These are the kinds of things that you can leverage as a small business owner or a regional or national company to find the right fit, um, to find a fit that would be, you know, relevant to your audience. So like, you know, for Best Buy, I mean, you could think um, obviously travel um, related, um, you know, media and or entertainment, movie uh, franchises. Um, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of things, but for you, it could be different, you know, um, you know, you, you could be a manufacturer of products or, you know, you could be an association that's in the healthcare industry. And so, you know, there might be a, a vendor that you do regular business with comes to your conferences every year, their exhibitor in your conference. And so maybe you've already gone down this road and, and, and thought through this in, in terms of sponsorship opportunities. But Best Buy has really upped the game. I mean, they have really gone over the top. Not only do they, you know, it's different to have just one page on your website about, hey, here's some advertising opportunities. They've launched an entire microsite, right? And, and an entire company, the Best Buy Media Network, right? Like it's got its own company. In fact, if you go to LinkedIn, I think they have like 17 employees that run this thing. Um, so it'll be interesting. And I reached out to one of them on LinkedIn. So hopefully I, I invited them to come on the show. We'll see uh, if, if they take me up on on coming on the show. I'd love to get, you know, their their take on, you know, what they're seeing and how this is working firsthand. I think that'd be really cool. So you want to check back in to see if I uh, am able to get them on the show. The next thing when you when you look at what they're doing, which I think is really interesting, if you go to Best Buy's YouTube channel, over the last few months, something's changed. They've done a couple of different things. Number one, they've come up with this idea of the lab. And the lab is basically, they've got individuals from, you know, someone from one of their 1,000 stores in the United States, and they're doing this sort of personal demonstration of a product. And most of these are like popular products like Dyson Vacuum or you know, smart, smart speaker phones or a smart house setup. I mean, all these different things, all these different products. But instead of having, you know, some professional actor person, they're bringing in these individuals um, from these individual stores. Now, what's interesting is you look through the, the YouTube video counts of all the videos that they've done over the last, you know, year and a half or so, you know, a year and a half ago, they were getting like 13, 14, 15,000 views on some of their webs, uh, on some of their videos. Well, this series of, of in, in the lab is, is, is pushing 250 K, right? 250,000 views of these videos of these workers, these, these employees that are from their store. And they're like, hi, I'm Michael Wynn from store 503 in Wisconsin, you know, um, and, and then they go into, you know, they're in a setup and they've got a product and they're talking about it. And, you know, most of them are only, you know, a minute, minute and a half. I mean, they're short little videos, 
But I mean, these things are getting crushed. Like you compare 10, 12, 15,000 to 250,000 views, boom, these are going off. Now, obviously, there's a, probably a couple of different plays there, um, you know, in, in being able to promote and, and elevate those videos through paid content, which is getting additional viewership. Um, but don't underestimate localized content. They are telling a story about someone in that town. And, you know, again, I bet if you reverse engineer and you look at all these towns from where these people are from, might not be a bad idea if they were in rural areas versus, you know, metropolitan areas. I think that would be interesting. I didn't make little notes of that. I just noticed the spike, the jump from 10, 12K to 250K. Then there was another jump from 250K to like 6 million, 8 million. I was like, what did they do there? So then I'm looking at it and they've got a couple of these day in the life uh, videos that they've done. And guess who they partnered up with? Instagram influencers. So we've got like three or four of these Instagram influencers that are basically, I mean, it is classic influencer marketing where it's a day in the life. You're going through a day in the life of Michael Wynn. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking to, you know, I'm on my smartphone and it's, you know, real obvious that, you know, you've got the brand uh, or like I've got my laptop sitting on, you know, the, the, the desk. So it's like, all these little subtle product placements and, you know, I'm getting up for coffee and I'm making coffee with my Keurig. Of course, they sell Keurigs. And then I'm checking my email on my Chromebook, which, of course, they sell Chromebooks. You know, and so they're going through and, and these influencers are they're, and they're all like 30 second ads. And I'm sure they've been on Instagram stories and, you know, and they've just taken these things everywhere. And. You know, it's funny is I don't I don't follow who these Instagram people are, but I did a quick look up because it says a day in the life in Laura DIY and, and you know, a couple of the others. And you go to Instagram and yeah, they have like one point five million people following them. So this is a really interesting case study of not only a company that's leveraging the um, first party data you know, and, and thinking like a media company, but they're also executing, you know, Instagram and influencer marketing to like, I mean, to epic proportions and it's working really brilliantly. And I think it's really cool too. Like, you know, the videos with the Instagram influencers, you know, they've, they've got the VR, you know, almost like, a, almost like Snapchat video, you know, like they've got the augmented reality you know, little hearts popping up everywhere or like, you know, uh, emoticons, you know, in their day, like, again, not high budget, but fun, you know, but then it's, it's memorable because people are interested in the, in what these, what is it like to be in the life of an influencer, you know, who's got 1.5 million, you know, followers, like people are obsessed. We're obsessed as, as a society, um, you know, with each other. So, I think what Best Buy is doing right now is really interesting. So if you're a, if you're a large brand and you're trying to get an idea of what does it really look like to produce content at scale and to create contextual localized content, Best Buy is a great example of a Fortune 500 company who is executing this with success 
um, and really leveraging this third-party data. And so it's you don't have to recreate the wheel, right? I mean, this is not rocket science. This is just being smart and being savvy, um, listening to your audience, um, you know, and 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 putting content into the pipes, you know, putting putting custom creative at scale, you know, I mean, all, all of the diversity of the products, the diversity of the, of the, of the people from the stores, I mean, all of this is, is part of a, a greater overall marketing plan to reach out at mass, but in a very individualized and personalized way. Brilliant. So big kudos to Best Buy. I thought I would share that uh, with you guys today. So um, again, I think it's a really interesting thing. And you want to check out more great Best Buy content, check out their video page uh, or on Facebook. They got some great information, a lot of great how-tos uh, on their YouTube channel. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. My name is Michael Wynn. I am the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Have a great day and tune in next time.